The VC Show is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, but you must be 21 or older. The VC Show, let's go. It's time to turn it out. The VC Show, let's go, let's go. The VC what's up, what's up? Welcome to the VC Show presented by Caesar Sportsbook. Omaha Audio, I'm Vince Carter. Roz is doing what Roz does, you know. You see her gracing the sidelines at the playoffs, so I'm taking over while she's working and focusing on the playoffs and her work. But it's been a busy, busy week for me personally, as well as the playoffs. So I'm going to get me out of the way now. I played in the uh, Invited Celebrity uh, Classic Golf Tournament in Dallas with the uh, the Senior Tour players, which is a, a very cool experience for me. You know, we as golfers or 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 just amateurs or just player basketball play young players or people who play basketball at the rec center, the Y, wherever you play, LA Fitness, wherever you play, you know, you play the game and you feel like you've gotten better. You work on your game until you get to test it with the professionals. And I look forward to doing this every every year, uh, getting an opportunity to play with LPGA players, PGA players senior tour players, whatever that may be for that reason. And it's a humbling experience. Uh, and it's a very cool experience at the same time watching uh, these these players, uh, how they think, how they go about their business, how they score in the game. And it was uh, – oh, it's always a pleasure, you know, out there, you know, especially when I, they got to play my best and you look at their scores and guys are shooting in the 60s and you're like, golly, I – it's just effortless and it, it was just cool. Um, but shout out to Man First Year. Obviously, Las Colinas Country Club, where where their tournament was held. Uh, I tell you, there were the conditions were all over the place. You know, it was eighties hit nineties. Then all of a sudden, two days later, it's in the fifties. It was windy and it rained. So at one point it was in the f- mid fifties, let's say 54, 55, windy, and it rained all at the same time. And you're supposed to play golf, and that's when that's when golf to me is extremely hard. Golf is 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 a tough sport in itself, but it it gets tougher when now these conditions are uh, um are, are amongst you, and you have to kind of factor in your shot selection and or club selection. Meaning for those who are oblivious, it's just like whatever your typical club, like a 160 shot would be your typical club. Well, because it's cold and because it's windy, plays plays a huge role. Now, also you must add the wind. If the wind is coming at you, they say, they call that hurt. If the wind is hurting, meaning coming at you, uh, you probably have to club up if the wind is going downwind, meaning going with you, away from you. You probably have to club down because the wind will take it. If it's crosswind, you have to decide what club to play. You probably just keep it normal. So shout out to my caddy, Marcus Gaither, um, who had my back all week going through these conditions. And we're just trying to figure out what the heck <laughs> club to hit. Even when I hit some bad shots or good shots, it was still like the second shot was always a mystery. And, you know, I said uh, on one of the interviews in Dallas, I said, I have a tough time in this sport handling success. Meaning if I hit a great drive, sometimes my second shot is terrible. And uh, we factored that in. So shout out to him. Shout out to Jack. Uh, works with the show. Did a great job of video capturing great moments, terrible moments. He has some awesome photos that you guys will see soon. Um, uh, of of the week, because uh, it was a week. It was a long week with two pro ams and then three days of uh, of golf in these conditions. It's pretty good. The greens were rolling like a thirteen plus, and I know that means nothing to a lot of you, but let me tell you, it's like rolling in your kitchen. If you take a golf ball and you roll it in your kitchen, it's about that fast. That's how it was. So you had to kind of figure out. Uh, how, how to put and adjust those speeds with all of the breaks and undulations that were happening on the greens, but it was pretty cool, man. I got to play with some, man, some from some legends. Um, you know, 
that you guys probably may know or may not know, but Tim Heron, Corey Pavin, Kurt Triplett, Scott Dunlap, John Sinden, Steve Jones, Rich Beam, Tom Gillis. Uh, those are some of the pros that I play with. And, and I tell you, I, I was in their environment, and I know how I am about my sport when I go about my business. And they were great in allowing me to go out there and play my game and giving me pointers, allowing me to listen in on their talks uh, of how they play shots, how they see things. So it was just pretty cool to be in their environment, just like every one of these guys that I play with. And shout out to Albert Pujols, Derek Lowe. Uh, I played with them on Sunday. Jeremy Hudson and um, Barry uh, McLaren, two amateurs I played with on the final day who were awesome, great. Derek Lowe was hilarious. If you guys don't know Derek Lowe, man, he's a funny guy. I hope you guys get the opportunity to, to hear him and be around him because, man, he had us in stitches all week long. Uh, shoot, the whole round, which made it fun, even though it was cold and it was the last day when everybody was tired, ready to go home. But to the good stuff, man. Let's talk about these playoffs, man. I tell you, I was, like I said, I've been going all week, but I made sure that I was watching the playoffs and I, it, it just leaves you in awe. I mean, it's, it's funny to see, we go back and we talk about or we remember the the trade deadline and all of the players that were traded and how will, how would it factor in and who will do what and will it help obviously KD Russ uh Kyrie being traded to their teams and now we're saying will they can they take their teams put their teams in the playoffs at the time and how far will they go if they make it and Wow. I'll start with Kawhi first in the in the Clippers. Um, you know, I was asked uh, all week about that while I was at the golf tournament, what my thoughts on, on Kawhi. And, you know, I I only know what I know and what we hear. You know, if, you, if, if a player can't play, and I think we've seen – well, I know we've seen Kawhi. Obviously, he's always talked about the load management but he's performed in the playoffs when needed. And I think he's just had some bad luck. And, you know, my thing about, about, about that, and, 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 and this, you, you, you know, you guys can kind of decipher this how you want, break it down, have your opinion with it, but it's just like you got to get your body in shape. And he not, not that he has not, but it's just like regular season, that's why you play the games to kind of, get yourself in shape and some people are like well you play so many games you wear down and i hear a lot of people like oh guys he's injured so he can't, or guys are injured or they're hurt or they're hurt and they can't play or they're not playing at their, their level everybody's hurt everybody has some knickknack injuries that they're, they're dealing with and and Kawhi has had some 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 injuries that have just obviously put him out because he was man game one and i guess it was game two as well he was i'm like man this dude is 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 playoff ready, and you know there was talks like, oh, that's why he he does the load management, and you know for for this reason, and and then you know what 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 can you say now? It's just like, all right, you know, some can say, well, if he was playing more games, he's primed, and some people like, you know, it's just a freak accident, it's just just the way the game goes, and that is, I agree with that. That's just the way the game goes because you could play eighty two games or as close to it, and come in the season and have an injury or. You could play 60, 70 games and have an injury just kind of the way it goes. I mean, we've seen a lot of guys get nicked up and injured for whatever reason. And uh, it's just it's the way it is. I mean, playoff basketball is just a different brand of basketball than, than obviously regular season. Regular season is different than preseason. And, you know, that's just the, the, what it is. Uh, I, I know Kendrick Perkins – uh, said the Clippers have a decision to make as far as uh, what they sh that Steve Ballmer should do with uh, with Kawhi and PG. Uh, I, I kind of agree with the just one more year, give him another year, particularly now that you have Russ uh, uh, there. Uh, I know he's a I think unrestricted free agent, so I, I, I think you keep this team together. 
and you make this a last run. New building, new energy, new opportunity. I think going into a new building with uh, with headline superstar names like Russ PG and Kawhi is a great transition to your new building if that building is ready in time for the season. I'm sure it'll be ready at some point in time. So that's that's great to get your fans in there and, and to kind of have them hyped and motivated. Uh, but they just kind of figure out how to keep those guys healthy. I mean, you know, there's nothing you can do about guys getting injured in, in, in or hurt in games. That's just what it is. But, uh, I mean, I think if they can stay healthy, they are definitely relevant. They are definitely a contender um, next year with the, with the, with those three alone. And then, you, I mean, I love Zubak. I love uh, Man. You have Bones, who will now who'll be around, have a full year. I don't know. We'll see. But it's just like, it's just unfortunate, man. It's unfortunate how, how, how that happens when, you know, you have a team that can make some real noise. And I thought they were in a position, you know, in seat where, yeah, I mean, they're going to see some of the best players, but that was a scary team. And you see, they were still tough out. Anytime you have Ty Lue, and Ty Lue I've known for a, a very, very long time, become an unbelievable coach, one of the best coaches in the league. Uh, year in and year out, and you just look at what he's accomplished, what he did with what he had, and he made a he made a great point. You take two superstars off of your uh, any team, will they survive? Will they be competitive? And he he for sure had the Clippers competitive, and you know to where they they still had a shot to get it done. Well, to 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 really put themselves in a situation where they can probably take it back to Clippers and hopefully get PG. But Devin Booker and KD got busy, did their thing. Uh, they did what they're supposed to do. You don't want to give any team life. And you're at 3-1, particularly at home on your court. You don't want to give anybody life to go back to their building, regardless if game seven is in your building. You don't want to, you want to close it as soon as possible. For injury purposes, like we've said, we saw KD fall. He landed on his hip. That's been a theme lately of guys falling, um, hitting, hurting their little back. And we saw that KD did that. He was grabbing it, you know, favoring it a little bit early, and but he still found found a way to be that guy, which he is, man. And I tell you what, man, they're gonna be a tough out. Like they're mm, that was a great series. Oh man, what else? Let's see. Ah. Uh, Hawks, Celtics. So, I mean, I could go on for, for days about this. Obviously, you guys know I played in Atlanta. And I, I I still think the Hawks, I'm sorry, the Celtics are the better team. I was just curious how this would play out. And I, I, I have to give Trey some credit uh, all year, up and down, you know, up and down with how he played the game. And that was kind of our argument, Trey and I, throughout the year, just making sure he got his guys involved <clears throat> because he would need them in the playoffs if they were able to make the playoffs. And they had success a couple of years ago in, on their magical playoff run with Trey getting guys involved early and allowing him to be fourth quarter Trey and the superstar player that he is because that's when you need your superstar to be their best is in the fourth quarter. And Trey is displaying that in in, in the last, uh, let's see, game three. Game four, I mean, game, game three through five, I think he, you know, he was aggressive early game five. I'm sorry, uh, game four. No, oh, game five. He was aggressive early and got his shot, but he started to get other guys involved as well, getting off the ball, allow, allowing Bogey Bogdanovich to get, get hit shots and hitting the roll guys because it just loosens the defense because obviously he's going to draw the attention. But, you, you know, people are like, oh, the double team. You see double teams were slow to happen because of his ability. He had 13 assists. And I thought sometimes he, he gets the assists just because he's trying to get his numbers, but he was making the right plays and – getting guys involved. So now the double teams aren't as quick and they took, they were hesitant, you know, at the end of the game, they're like, wait, where was the double team? Well, yeah. It, Marcus Smart was on his way, but at the same time, Trey's ability to get off the ball, get guys involved, which he was doing all game 
allowed him to, to well, uh, you know, made for the defense to be hesitant to just all out sell out and go double team because, he, you know, Bogey was hot. He could have easily been the guy, to uh, the recipient, to knock down that shot. And I think when he gets the ball, you feel confident that he can make shots. Um, you have DeJounte Murray, and he's a guy that Trey has now show, has shown growth to me, even from the beginning of the year, allowing DeJounte to run the point sometime. He plays off the ball, and he can be as effective, and he can feel comfortable in showing that. Now that it, when Trey gets off the ball, DeJounte can go out there and get buckets. He could put up numbers, and I thought that was a big loss uh, for him, and I was interested to see how it all played out. Uh, you know, DeJounte is a huge, huge piece to the success of the of the Hawks and where they are, so he just has to be smart. I know his frustration, uh, uh, he was frustrated, and it got the best of him, and he made a mistake. He admitted that, you know, and, you, you know, if me, a veteran in the locker room or around, I just tell him, man, you, you on the court is more important than you motivating from somewhere else at this time of the year. Uh, so, you know, Trey made him a promise that he was going to get it done, bring it back to Atlanta, and he did just that. So, shout out to Trey, shout out to the Hawks, um, keeping this season going. Hopefully, they can pull off something in, in Atlanta. I think there's going to be a hype crowd. So, ATLians, show your love, man. Show your love to keep that series going to make it an interesting series. Because I think. Regardless of what people say, say your fandom, if you're a Hawks or, or Celtics fan, everybody enjoys seeing series play out. Six, you know, six, seven games where it's like a lot of drama, very interesting. So, I'm hoping uh, that happens because, uh, yeah, it's just it's just good TV, good to watch. Uh, quick mention, you know, for those who are watching the game, you know, if you, I don't know how many people switched over to NBA TV to watch the T Wolves Nuggets. Uh, you know. I didn't, but I saw. I could see the score, and I knew. I saw Anthony Edwards. I did flick over for Anthony Edwards. Uh, Edwards game-winning shot attempt. Uh, shout out to Anthony Edwards, man. Uh, who is just you're seeing growth from from him and his game. Um, uh, he's he's going to be a superstar for for a lot of years. Getting his team in the playoffs. Shout out to Mike Conley. I thought that was a great pickup for the Timberwolves getting Mike Conley in there. We, we've seen what Mike Conley's effect was for Donovan Mitchell in Utah. Um, and I thought he carried that over. I'm talking about Donovan Mitchell carried that over to Cleveland, just understanding the game, seeing the game a, a little differently. Uh, also, I thought, I thought having Mike Conley would do the same for Anthony Edwards. He already had what he had. I thought he would be great for him just kind of seeing the game differently from a point guard, from a leadership standpoint, because Mike is a great leader, uh, a great teammate and motivator. So um, shout out to him and, and the T-Wolves. Uh, they had a great year because I don't think a lot of ple people felt beginning of the year that the T-Wolves would be much of anything. Or, oh, just, we didn't know. I'll say that. And then the Rudy Gobert thing, I just – I thought they gave up a lot, uh, too much rather, for, for, for Rudy. Um, not that he's not a, a great defender, uh, but I just felt like you got rid of a lot of assets. But this is positive that they were able to figure it out, get 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 some wins, get into the playoffs. That always helps for free agency and, and moving forward. Oh, I want to quick make a quick mention about that Hawks game going back to Atlanta uh, right during Janet Jackson. Ooh. Um, so uh, I don't know what they're going to do with, with Janet Jackson. Maybe they'll move it to um, – the next day, I'm not sure, but I mean, obviously, that's the arena, and I'm sure they booked Janet Jackson, you know, months and months in advance. But you know, the playoffs is happening, and you can't you can't reschedule playoff game. It's easier to reschedule a concert before, and even if it is Janet Jackson, it's easier to reschedule uh, a concert um, than it is to reschedule a playoff game because of the scheduling and how it falls. For TV, so anyway, I just wanted to say that I thought that was kind of hilarious. I know they had situations that uh, like that before, which was brought to mind. Um, I think it was two thousand nine Nuggets in WWE. Uh, I'm sure Vince McMahon was not happy about that, <laughs> uh, being a man of control. So anyway, I want to talk about the next matchup. I think it's Denver, Phoenix. Um. 
quick thoughts. I'm interested to see who who will have what, who, how, how they go. I think KCP will have Devin Booker, I guess, Kevin Porter, uh, I'm sorry, Michael Porter Jr., not Kevin Porter. Michael Porter Jr. is going to have his hands full with Kevin Durant if he's the one that guards Kevin Durant, and if not, he's going to have to guard um, Devin Booker. Or maybe maybe they put, put him on CP, and they put Jamal Murray on uh, – Devin Booker and maybe C, uh, um, Contavious Caldwell, KCP guards Durant. I don't know. He's a tough matchup. Or actually, I take that back, Aaron Gordon. You also have Aaron Gordon. So I'm interested to see how these pieces fall. I think Aaron Gordon to guard Durant. Um, so this is going to be an interesting, interesting series because obviously the talks are Jokic being an MVP, two-time MVP, and when will Denver kind of move on and deeper into the playoffs. Well, they advanced to the first round, mission accomplished. Now it's on to the second round. And you look at the other side of this and you say, all right, the clip, the Clippers were a tough out, which I thought it would be. Now already this team of, of Phoenix, regardless of the success of the, the individual players and the Phoenix Suns last year, they're battle-tested this year as a unit and, and have a better understanding of who they are, how they need to play in, in situational basketball. Now comes the next next challenge. You know, Denver's been good all year. Whether we give them their props or not, uh, they still deserve uh, to be recognized as, uh, you know, the number one seed. And how this plays out, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I think it was important for, for, the, for the Phoenix Suns to close that game out instead of let that series drag on. Then it puts, I think it gives the advantage to Denver then. Um, yes, regardless, you said have Devin Booker and, and, and KD, so they're going to, they're dominating, they'll do their thing. But I think now you get a chance for Chris Ball to, to rest, can't transfer KD to rest, and just go in there healthy, rested, and ready to rock. Uh, this to be an interesting series moving, fo- moving forward, and I can't wait to see it. Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code OmahaFull, that's OmahaFull, and then place your first bet, up to $1,250. If you win, great, you keep those winnings, but if you lose, You'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer must be valid. Must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 wage only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount or qualifying wager return only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. No one to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with the Kansas Crossing Casino. Call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed to the Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio. Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Looking ahead to Wednesday's games. Uh, where do I start? Let's just go Knicks Cavs first. Um, I am... I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised. I, I thought we'd see. Don, I thought Donovan Mitchell would, would would 
would really control this series. And we're seeing Jalen Brunson, man. Golly, man. Jalen Brunson is, 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 has been lights out. And, and I wonder, Mavs fans, I know you're sitting back like, see? See? We shouldn't have gotten rid of him. And I, I agree with that. Um, you know, things happen. And Jalen is in the, in the right situation, um, getting the opportunity to to flourish, man. And uh, Donovan Mitchell, Cavs, uh, what's, the, what's the young fella? Evan Mobley, the bigs have been up and down. Shout out to the Knicks defense. I think Julius Randle, you know, he was banged up, a little injured, which I said everybody comes into the playoffs a little beat up. But it's like you get new life. You get new life at the same time because – it's the playoffs. It's what you play the season for, you know, some teams load management for the good of the playoffs. And that's what kind of what we're, we're seeing is guys kind of, you know, have new life. And it's like, Oh, will Julius Randle play? Well, yeah, we knew he was going to play. How would he look? Well, he's been, he's been pretty good. And I said before the Knicks will have success. And I think Julius Randle now doesn't have to feel like he, needed to be the hero because he has another guy that he can kind of play off of and 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 still go out there and do his thing and Jalen Brunson has taken has taken the load off of Julius to just go out there and hoop and he is he's one of the, the superstars I'm not gonna say the stars one of the superstars of the playoffs right now so shout out to Jalen Brunson I played with his dad Rick Brunson uh many years ago so that's pretty dope. Uh, where do we go here? Hmm. Do we go Lakers, Grizzlies, or should we go Heat Bucks? I'm gonna go Heat Bucks first. Uh, Jimmy Butler. Whoa. And and I say that because <clears throat> you talk about Jimmy Butler during the regular season, he has his moments when he puts his imprint on the game, and he's just like, oh, you know, this is not a thing. I'm just a hooper. Nah, eh, you are a hooper. Jimmy Butler, you are a hooper. You're a baller. You're a star player. You're a superstar. And we know, whether you want to admit it or not, you do your thing regular season. You kind of just, I don't want to say coast, but, you know, you're in the middle of the pack. And when playoff time comes, you turn into a superstar, your superstar status. So Jimmy Butler's performance in, man, first Versus the, the, the Milwaukee Bucks was impressive for the simple fact that the Milwaukee Bucks take pride in their defense, team defense and individual defense, because they have a lot of very good individual defenders, particularly um, Drew Holiday, who's I said a couple of weeks ago was one of the best two-way players in the game. Um, it comes goes up there with like a Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, like guys who who get it done on both ends on the floor. But Jimmy Butler, man, when he wants to throw his weight around, he throws his weight around. And and if you look at that, Jimmy was seeking out Middleton because he felt like he can for sure get the best of him that night. But he wasn't a, he wasn't shying from Drew Holiday. He wasn't shying from Giannis. He was taking advantage of the bigs, uh, 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 Brooke Lopez, who probably is could possibly win Defensive Player of the Year, but and, and he was going at him, getting to where he wanted. Jimmy Butler, when he's locked in, man, another guy who was superstar to status, playing on that level um, with all of the other big names in the game, and you know. Jimmy said he didn't care about the All-Star game. You know why? Because he cares about the playoffs. When you put up 56 on a, a team like the Milwaukee Bucks, it makes everyone say, man, you know, because I felt the Milwaukee Bucks were playing the best basketball, and it was it was unclear. Uh, it was, I was unsure about what the Miami Heat would do. Could they get out? Uh, uh, could they get into the playoffs, particularly after the showing they had against the Hawks? And I was just like, wow. And they got it done against the Bulls. And Jimmy Butler started to put his mark on that game, which I thought he would do against the Hawks just to kind of get them in where there's no, no doubt. But it goes back to what I said before. Leading into the play-in tournament is if you're not going to get the 6th seed, you want to be in the 7th, 8th seed because you have the best opportunity 
to get into the playoffs. Yeah, okay, you, you worry about being a seven seed and who you play, one or two, or two, and an eight seed is you play a one. So what? You just want to get in there. If you can't get in there as a six seed, you want to be a seven, eight seed where you just need one win, not two. And you get two opportunities to win one game. And the Hawks, I'm sorry, the Heat are taking advantage of that. The Hawks are taking advantage of being in the play-in and having some success. Um, you know, you think extra game uh, for uh, for Miami, two extra games, uh, in, you know, on top of the playoff series would that wear them down. It's actually helping them right now, giving them the opportunity to keep the series going. So shout out to both teams and especially Jimmy Butler. I think uh, moving forward, uh, Bam and Abayo, it's going to have to give him more. I thought he was great later on in, 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 in the second half. Obviously, he's, he's doing his thing defensively. So regardless of how your offense goes, he's going to have to defend. But Jimmy Butler, you can't expect Jimmy Butler to do it to, to play that way. You're going to wear him down. They're going to need some help from somebody. I, I give a shout-out to Duncan Robinson on being a professional, being ready to play. Didn't play much all season and gets the nod and is unleashing that that loaded clip that he has, man. And I think it opens the floor up when you're getting guys scoring like that. Shout-out to Victor Oladipo, man. Prayers to you, my guy. Uh, we had him on the show, obviously, early, early in the season, and he was just talking about redemption and his motivation and and wanting to go out there and prove that he still had it. And then then something like this, I saw it happen, and it it was like a best friend, family member getting hurt just because of, you know, how inspiring and how motivated he was about the season and what he wanted to prove. And he was playing great, and he was a guy that they were putting the ball in his hand to get a bucket, and he beat his guy to the basket and obviously had that freak accident so man prayers up from the vc show and all the fans and all the people out there we love we love you man we, we love what you displayed this year stay motivated man bounce back again to prove everyone prove to everyone again that you still got it and you can you deserve to still be in this league as a starter and a go-to player so man get healthy and rest up uh but let's move on i'm gonna go to the lakers grizzlies series Another team that I play for the Grizzlies. Um, you know, Lakers are up three one right now. Where do we start? Ah, let's get to the elephant in the room, if there's a such thing. Uh, with Dylan Brooks, and I'm, I'm asked, I've been asked about that, and my thoughts on it. You know, if you're gonna talk your talk, you have to be able to back it up, and if you can't back it up, you got to be able to take your lump. You got to be able to take your lump. And that's just this the way it goes. I mean, you know, when you when you hop into the media and you say what you got to say, however it is, you know, whatever it is you want to say, however you say it, if it doesn't go your way, you still got to be able to face the media and, and own on and own up to it. Um, hold, hold your chin up and like, yeah, he did his thing because you are you you know you're talking about a guy who you know is has accomplished a lot. And I'm not talking about regular season, not career. I'm talking about in the playoffs. And and it's not easily rattled. rattled. You can get under his skin sometimes or whatever for whatever reason, but he's not easily rattled. And LeBron has shown just that. And he took it personally. And the other thing I said about that is like, yes, he's going at LeBron with what he said. He, uh, meaning Dylan Brooks, but... When you talk about the playoffs, this is not regular season where yeah they you know they they hear it you play them eventually. This is a series that you're gonna see guys seven games for, however a week and a half or however long a series goes. So that becomes bullet bullet bulletin board material. And with social media, the way it's talked about you know on all TV outlets, social media outlets. You see it here all the time. But they, I guarantee that was bullet board material, bulletin board material, not only for LeBron, but for the Lakers in general, because that's one of their guys. You know, you know when you come at one of their guys, I mean, uh, Austin Reeves even said, like, that's one of our guys. We wanted to go out there and, you know, and, and, and show, like, we we're, we got his back. And these are other guys. It's not the, the, the best player talking about them. It's the, his, other, his teammates showing support for him. And you can just see the excitement in Anthony Davis 
when LeBron goes goes at Dylan Brooks, goes left and gets the N1, the foul, you can just see the motivation. Not only because it's the situation of basketball, obviously, but it's because it was because of who it was on and LeBron made made sure he knew, oh, I got I got the matchup I want. Oh, let me show you how, how I can go left and and bump you around and, and get this N one. So for for me, I think the Lakers have a chance to win this series and, and close it out if Anthony Davis shows up to play. Not LeBron. Anthony Davis. He's doing the he's doing the work defensively. So that's not the question at all. He's doing the work defensively. <clears throat> he's getting it done, blocking shots, being a force, cleaning up guys' mess uh, when they're uh, contesting shots, altering shots when they get beat. But they're going to need him to be alpha dog number one, go-to guy, put the ball in his hands. Because LeBron can take over the game when he wants to. This is why I say that. And, and I think when you have Anthony Davis being assertive through three quarters, it allows LeBron to go out there and do his thing when needed in the fourth quarter, when it's money time. And Anthony Davis. And Austin Reeves has been solid. Uh, you know, guys have been knocking down shots. Uh, I think um, Rui Hachimura has been fantastic for them, just giving them a lift. So they got guys that are getting it from everywhere. But regardless of all that being said, and that's all well and good, uh, Anthony Davis has to be that guy. And that has to be his approach. His approach needs to be give me the ball early and often, uh, which it can create opportunities for everyone else. And I do mean opportunities even for LeBron where he put up he put up that type of uh, that game effort. Uh, yes, you can lean on him and he can probably get it done again, he meaning LeBron, but that's why you bring it you brought in Anthony Davis. That's why you made sure you hope he's healthy. He is healthy. He needs to be that guy. So we shall see. If you're on the other side I feel like at this point, Dylan Brooks needs to just go out there and just hoop. Stop giving the Lakers more motivation. Just go hoop. Jaron Jackson, go out there and, and and be your number two guy. And if I'm if I'm if I'm Ja, man, we're like you know I'm, I'm listening to some of the shows like yeah man he played but Ja's just a little injured. We don't know how far man he put up 45 with that bad hand. It's the playoffs. You got to find a way, and he's found a way. I just say, John, you got to be careful. The highlight dunk isn't always the go-to move when your team needs you in in in, in the playoffs when you're down three-one. Okay, so that's what I say. That's what I would say to him. We need you on the floor more so than we need a highlight dunk. All right, because right now that floor has shown to be undefeated on a lot of players particularly him. So if you just got to get into the air, I mean, get into the paint, go to your Euro game, he his Euro step game, getting around players is elite. And, you know, or start jumping around players instead of jumping through them because guys are trying to take charges. Like, this is playoff basketball. Guys are willing to, to, to risk getting a highlight dunk put on them for the good of the team, hoping they can get a charge instead. Or even if they don't, and you get the highlight, it's the fall that matters, and your team needs you more than they need that highlight dunk. They need the points, yes. And sometimes you have to make a statement. But trying to jump through guys right now, I don't think it's the it's the best move. I I I I think John needs to be assertive, aggressive, and put his mark like he's done. But just start jumping around guys. You don't have to go over them or through them. Get around them because they need you as healthy as possible. For however minutes that you minutes that you're playing, that's my two cents on that. And lastly, but not least, the Warriors and Kings. Wow, another team that I play for. Um, it's unfortunate first and foremost that De'Aaron, uh, you know, fractured his finger. He, it sounds like he's going to play, and I'm all for it. Um, I love for guys to try if they can, particularly in the playoffs. It means that much to them, and they feel like they have a chance, and, and as they should, as they should, because they've 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 been darn good at home. They were so close to getting one done, uh, getting a win in, in Golden State, because I felt like if they got a win, 
in Golden State. If they're able to pull one of those wins off in Golden State. Man. Man, man, man. That would have been something. So, uh, like I said earlier, I like to see series go six and seven because it just makes for great drama, great TV. And it's a great watch as a basketball fan. Um, as a player, obviously, you want to get it done and over with. But I, I feel like this series is going to continue to go back and forth. Um, who will be the guy to step up? for the Kings to give them another guy, another score, because, you know, obviously we're seeing right now, um, Sabonis is, he's having a rough one. Uh, he's having a rough one. You know, the Golden State Warriors have done a great job of, you know, Draymond and Kevon Looney putting bodies on him, putting multiple guys in Sabonis's way to make him a passer and a facilitator. And that's great because he's getting other guys opportunity. So it's important for, Murray, uh, Kevin Herter, um, even when Kevin Lyles, um, uh, when Lyles gets some time, Harrison Barnes, it's important for other guys to hit shots to make the game easier for Sabonis and um, Monk. So with, with De'Aaron kind of hobble, he's going to play. He still can be fast. He can still get to the basket. I'm, you know, We'll see what the jump shot looks like on the shooting hand, uh, particularly when you take a shot because you know it's going to happen. Um whether it's on purpose or just just happen just so happens he's going to take a shot and how can he ha- does he handle that can his finger you know it's just, it's freshly it's just still I mean it just happened so it's going to hurt you know the, the, it's his pain tolerance is the key so I think Malik Monk is going to have to be special I think Kevin Hurd is going to have to knock down shots Harrison Barnes has been great uh, I think he's going to have to play that type of game I don't think for sex purposes. Guys don't need to play hero ball and to do more than they've done. But everybody's going to have to be solid. I think the young fella Murray's going to have to knock down some shots. I thought he was a little rattled on the road. But you're at home where you're comfortable and where he's played some great basketball. So, um, yeah, it's going to be imp- important for the others. And Sabonis to have a great, great game if they're going to um, if they're going to pull this off. Because at the same time, you, you got to think the – the Golden State right now is very confident because they got the they got it done they got the job done at home they won they did what they're supposed to do and they won at home so can they carry that over on the road you know they're they're champions they've been in the fire the pressure as the series mounts on that's when the pressure builds and these guys have been through that so they have the experience on that side of it. But on the other side, it's their lack of success on the road as far as winning. So which one will prevail? And, I mean, I think Steph and Clay are going to be Steph and Clay. Um, X Factor to me, I think, would be Wiggins. Um, you know, if he can if he can make his mark, obviously defensively, but offensively just giving him something. Like, if you get playoff Wiggins like last year, boy. They can get it done, and and that's all they need. You know, they Golden State just needs one win on the road. Who I felt like whoever wins on the road first, more than likely will win the series because both of these teams are very good at home. Uh, do I think Sacramento can win this game? Yes, but I also, you know, think it's possible. It's a lot of you know, it's a lot of ifs. You know, if Wiggins plays well, I think they they Golden State can win the game. But they got to get stops. You know, it's, it hasn't been offense; it's been defense for Golden State on the road. So, can they figure out how um, to crack the code, slow De'Aaron Fox down, particularly in the fourth quarter? Um, we shall see, man. But home court advantage has been uh, the key for this series. So, yeah, let's see. Other than that, man, I'm interested. I want to move forward. I want to talk about. Um, some other potential matchups. Uh, who who did the Sixers see? The uh, 76ers got to give them their props for taking care of business against the uh, my other former team, the Nets. Uh, I, I think it was smart. Oh, well, imperative, not smart. Imperative for them, the Sixers, to kind of end that series so they can get Joel as healthy as, as possible. Now he's not 
feeling the pressure to come back and play, he can kind of let the injury, um, his injury heal. All of their other guys can kind of rest up and kind of make get get prepared for it seems like a hard fought series for the Celtics. I think the Celtics let an opportunity slip away by allowing uh, the Hawks to come into their building and get a win. And it, as this series lingers on and the Sixers get more chance to rest, this makes uh, for um, an interesting second round um, if the Celtics are able to get out of the of this series, or if the Hawks get in there, I, I think uh, the South, the 76ers, if the Hawks get in, the 76ers were, will be chomping at the bit because of, you know, we know what happened a couple of years ago. And I think Joel, you know, there's a lot of things that Joel wanted to accomplish. And if he gets that opportunity, he's going to definitely um, want that matchup again. So we'll see how that plays out. So, yeah, man, that's kind of, that's kind of it. As far as the playoffs, there's some other little, you know, I like to talk a couple other uh, sports topics and give a shout out. Um, uh, NFL, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets. Yeah. Uh, it definitely makes a, a, them a contender. You know, their defense is solid. Uh, I personally, you know, if, if, you know, I know being a veteran, so when I played on a new team, you know, coming in early, I mean, I'm, I'm not. The start. I wasn't a starter, so it didn't matter as as mu- mean as much as for Aaron Rodgers, who is the starting quarterback. Um, but I hope because they're they're a, a very good team already. That just gotten better with Aaron Rodgers. I hope that he comes into uh, in, into OTAs in, in in some of the offseason um, workouts and starts working with some of these guys, particularly the receivers. He was frustrated with how the season started with his chemistry with receivers last year in, in, in Green Bay. And, you know, it was an easy fix to me. And and you could avoid that by just going there a couple of days and, or bring, bring those guys out to you. I mean, after, you know, but, but you go in there and kind of work with those guys so they understand how he he operates and he gets a feel uh, instead of going through all of that in season when you need wins and you're trying to position yourself. So, Shout out to Jalen Hurts getting the bag, getting paid. And this amazing, you know, for, for, for guys, this is for athletes in general. Um, the draft is coming up for the NFL. The NBA draft will be coming up soon. And, you know, with social media like it is, you're going to continue to hear people's thoughts and opinions on your game at that moment. And, you know, what you can and cannot do and your intangibles and what you need to work on. And all of these things are going to be said about you. And you can't let those things affect you. You know, uh, the one thing a player does not want to say, you know, he does his their work ethic and they don't work hard. You don't ever want that to be said about you. But I'm saying that because you talk about Jalen Hurts and, you know, saying what he couldn't do and he should change positions, just like they said about um, a lot of, a lot of other quarterbacks, uh, you know, uh, uh, but he just stayed the course. He was too small. He was this, that, and the fourth. It wasn't accurate, you know, whatever the case may be. And he just showed that he's a baller. And he went from doubting his ability to to to, to be a franchise quarterback. Oh, Lamar Jackson was another one, the guy who they said he should change positions and look where he is. And, you know, he became an MVP. But, you know, stay home. Let that be your motivation, you young guys, whatever sport that is. Let that be your motivation. You know, but be real with yourself and be able to look into the mirror and say, all right, they think that I can't or they say that I can't or know that I need to work on whatever that is, aspects of your game. Accept that and go work at it and get better, man. Don't kind of let that stuff like discourage you in the talks. Like people are going to talk. We're going to talk. I'm in the media. We're going to say have our opinions. People are allowed to have their opinions, whether you're a fan or a player. That's just it, it is what it is. But. How that affects you, you know, it shouldn't, you know, but I mean, obviously words can, can, can get to people differently, but that shouldn't stop your motivation for, for becoming a better player. And Jalen Hurts did that. He kept his head down. He put his work in and man, oh man, you know, he was, I mean, he played great and they were so close to, you know, accomplishing the goal from a guy who you didn't feel was a franchise quarterback to almost winning a Super Bowl. He just ran to that guy they call Patrick Mahomes. Um, Speaking of the draft, uh, I like to see in the comments, man. 
Who is the number one pick? Bryce Young? C.J. Stroud? I'm hearing Will Levis now is possibly uh, uh, is a possible ch- uh, possibility, excuse me, to be the number one pick. I, I don't know where that's coming from. Um, maybe he's doing a lot of great things, um, putting that work in. That's just what it is. I mean, you t- think about Richardson as well, another guy who, you know, doubting, but whatever. He has a lot of intangibles, but it's like, ah, oh, he's just not this. So that's fine if that's what they say. So I hope guys are putting their work in right now to prove otherwise. And I know teams are still watching to see their growth from the last time they saw them up into the draft to convince them. And that's kind of motivating to teams, in my opinion, when you're seeing the guy, uh, you know, show what they showed on their pro day and you can see more growth from the la- their pro day to right up into, uh, uh, until the draft or right before the draft. And uh, it seems like uh, Will Levis is doing that. Uh, still Anthony uh, Richardson, we're hearing good things about him. I'm just, I'm, I don't, I'm just confused about the CJ Stroud and, how people feel about him not, uh, you know, all of a sudden being the top two pick. Um, Houston Texans possibly going in a different direction, going defensively with uh, Will Anderson. So uh, maybe there's something that we don't know. Maybe there's some some uh, some trace brewing, you know, out there that we'll probably see that will give more clarity to all of this. But you know, I like to talk about that. Um, uh, OBJ going to the Ravens. Uh, I think that is. Huge in keeping Lamar Jackson in Baltimore for at least another year. Um, I want to talk about my Bucks. <laughs> uh, you know, I you know I'm listening. You know, just like everybody else as a fan, and uh, I know we have Baker Mayfield, and I you know there's talks about you know if C.J. Stroud does not go number two teams. Uh, could possibly move up for a quarterback, and it's no disrespect to Baker Mayfield, um, but that's a young talent. Either if he doesn't play early, he plays under Baker Mayfield and or competes with him, you know, and it gives us you know, we need some more defense. And man, it's not a rebuilding year. I just don't. We don't need that. We have too much talent on our team to rebuild. Let's go, Bucks. Let's do something here. But anyway, that's my spiel, man. Thanks for watching and listening to the VC Show. It's always a pleasure. Like I said, leave your comments about your thoughts and what was said today about the playoffs, players, the draft, all of that, man. We'd love to hear. We'd love to read it. Read it. Roz will be back soon. But you know what? We out of here. The VC Show. Let's go.